Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast. And it's the first episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast of 2021. Congratulations, folks. Happy New Year. Um, which, with that said, um, some things to talk about. Uh, first off, to keep a optimistic mind on uh, how 2021 will uh, shape out and shake out, um, did you know that there are a handful of teams that have uh, started camp already? No? Well, guess what? Yeah, hockey camps are already in play right now, at least for the teams that did not make the playoffs this past uh, off-season. Oh, post-season, my, my bad. Um, which is which was good. It's good. Um, but also, we're three days away. From, actually, no, two days away. Yeah, two days away from um, the start of camp for everybody else. So... All the teams that made the playoffs or even the play-in rounds, they uh, start camp on the 3rd of January. And uh, the day after that, January 4th, is not NHL-related, but podcast-related. It's the first anniversary of this podcast, so hooray! Um, I'm probably not going to end... I knew I was going to try to do an episode on that day. Uh, I really wanted to... um, I might still, depending on if I have any, you know, news or at least enough to garner an episode in itself, but I'm not going to put any, uh, I'm not going to hold my breath on that, um, but, uh, but yeah, it it is what it is, um, I do still plan on, uh, I also did say that... I was going to start season three of the podcast on uh, the 13th of January. Um, and thinking about that, I'm actually going to push that day one day further on January 14th. Because even though, yes, the NHL season starts on the 13th, on my side of the globe, uh, the games aren't on at least the ones that I'm going to be particularly watching, particularly the Blues game, isn't on until like 6 in the morning here uh, on the 14th. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be doing like a, like a recap of that game. At least I'll try to, even though I know I work that day, I'll still try to do some sort of recap for it. Um, I'll also try to go and around the league and you know give the old updates on that and this and that and everything else in between but uh but yeah without further ado let's dive into what we have for you today uh first off we have a a retirement uh to speak of uh ryan callahan has announced that he is retired uh from professional hockey uh at the age of 35 due back injury uh, seems to be a trend as of late, uh, kicking it at, off with uh, Alex Steen recently uh, having to retire because of uh, back injury as well. Um, Callahan played 13 uh, parts of 13 seasons uh, with the Rangers and the Lightning. Uh, recently with the Lightning, he didn't play uh, this past year, so he didn't get on the cup, uh, which is sad to say, but uh, he, he was lastly with the Lightning, uh, recording 186 goals. Uh, 200 assists 
and uh, 757 NHL games. Uh, he also uh, played for Team USA on a na- number of occasions, uh, winning silver at the 2010 the Winter Games. So uh, that's it's uh, really awesome, and uh, hopefully that uh, he does well in retirement and uh, has a healthy rest of his life. Um, and switching to stuff regarding health uh, injuries. Uh, as you know, Henrik Lundqvist is uh, not going to be playing this upcoming season due to a heart condition that apparently he's had his entire NHL career, but uh, has made it. Uh, it was severe enough to where he couldn't play this season. But uh, he's getting some open heart surgery uh, to uh, fix, or at least try to uh, help his condition. Uh, apparently, he's getting an aortic valve replacement and an aortic root and ascending aortic replacement, uh, to be exact, uh, according to his post, uh, Henrik Lundqvist's post on Twitter, uh, explaining, uh, what's, uh, going on with him, and, uh, just hope that, once again, you know, all goes well with him and speedy recovery for him, and, uh, don't know if he'll ever see NHL ice ever again, but if he does, great, uh, if not, you know, it was a hell of a career, and it, uh, be absolutely uh, awful to have it end it like that, but you know, it's the name of the game. And uh, also, switching to, uh, sh- there's two players in the Chicago Blackhawks that have some issues. Uh, first off, Kirby, well, not really issues for Kirby Doc, because the issue, yeah, his freaking wrist was absolutely destroyed <laughs> um, in the World Juniors. Um, but uh, he went uh, underwent some uh, surgery to repair his wrist uh, sustained at the World Juniors and uh, he uh, is expected to potentially return uh, to hockey related activities don't know if it's necessarily like a full return so to speak or at least like enough to where he can like practice with the team to get ready uh, to come back in about four to five months so on the early side of that puts him back to about in May so there's still a chance that for whatever reason I don't foresee it I really hope they don't regardless if I love or hate that team even though obviously I hate that team they don't need to make the playoffs if they somehow, some way, pull a playoff berth out of their ass, uh, he'll be back for that. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Kirby Doc is probably out for the rest of the year. He probably won't play this season, but he'll surely be uh, all good and ready for the following season after that. So, which hopefully the season after this one coming, everything will be back on track um, for sure. It'll be great. And also, apparently, uh, Jonathan Taves. Oh, uh, Captain Sirius is what he uh, is fondly called. Uh, He is uh, going through some illness issues. And he will not be starting the season with the Blackhawks, as well as not making camp. So, um, that's going to be kind of shitty for the... uh, 
the Blackhawks, but you know, these times, man, it's trying times, and uh, hopefully he gets better as well. Um, a speedy recovery. And switching over to PTOs, uh, prefer or professional tryouts. Uh, for those who don't know what PTOs are, uh, first off, Garrett Sparks. Former of the Vegas Golden Knights, former of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and also with Toronto Maple Leafs, former of the Toronto Marlies, where he won, uh, he helped win the uh, Calder Cup for the Marlies not too long ago. Uh, he is now signed to PTO with the Calgary Flames because uh, it seemed that after he got called up to the the Leafs after that. Uh, that Calder Cup win, he just hasn't really found uh, at least the footing enough to where you know he can get a, a solid spot or at least a backup spot because he's been uh, rendered to either the AHL or you know yeah I guess just the lowest that I've seen him be is AHL, um, which you know the Calder Cup you know it, it, it's nothing to scoff at, but I also know that there are so, there's some players that just do better in the AA than they do in the uh, in the NHL, and you know it's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, he's he's uh, getting a PTO for the Flames. Uh, Jordan Schmaltz, if I'm former of the St. Louis Blues, um, also interesting why uh, he signed a PTO with the. Uh, Arizona Coyotes also because the current general manager for the uh, Coyotes used to be in the Blues front office which I want to say he was in the front office when they drafted Jordan Schmaltz so um, yeah there you go Uh, Edmonton Oilers have signed forwards uh, well forward Devin Shore and defenseman Ryan Stanton to a PTO and lastly, the Buffalo Sabres have signed forward Riley Sheehan to a professional tryout. So, um, with camps already started, or st- just about to start for all the other teams, um, we start to see the PTO start to dwindle down and signings come out left and right. So, probably the next episode will be about uh, the absolute plethora of... Um, signings to be had because um, I also know that last episode I was talking about all about UFAs and particularly RFAs that needed to be signed a couple of those big ones actually got signed uh, not the big one not, not, not the big one so to speak but like all the other ones for the most part below him have been signed but we'll get to that uh, right about now uh, first off, Montreal Canadiens have signed forward Corey Perry to a one-year deal, 750 grand. Uh, I know I mentioned him on the last episode. Uh, LA Kings have signed forward a, a Andreas Athanasiu to a one-year, $1.2 million deal. Uh, not confirmed, but the complete hockey news has said that the Islanders have re-signed Matt Martin and defenseman Andy Green. Uh, as well as signed uh, goaltender Corey Schneider. Uh, although I try to look up to see what the details of that, those deals are. Um, first off, the and nothing 
on the social media pages for the Islanders say that this was the case. Uh, I also looked at Cat Friendly see if they have anything on that, and they don't have anything on that either. So I don't know where they got this, or they got this, and just because of New Year's, it just didn't come out yet, or they're waiting until camp starts, or whatever. But um, or they're waiting until the big fish, being Matt uh, Barzell, to be signed to uh, talk about them, but. Uh, but yeah, spoiler alert, Matt Barzell is not signed yet, uh, which is kind of concerning because camp, you know, starts in about a couple days, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Um, so hopefully they find something, uh, you know, out with, uh, Matt Barzell, but, uh, yeah, he's not signed yet. Um, but one of the other big fish, um, that needed to be signed, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. From the Columbus Blue Jackets have been resigned for a two-year deal. Uh, five million is the AAV on that. Ten million. Um, congrats to him. Although uh, obviously, you know, the starts probably see a lot of uh, short-term deals uh, for the most part um, with these guys because since the captain go up and so on and so forth, they're probably just gonna bide their time, kind of bet on themselves. And uh, to get those uh, bigger paydays um, once the uh, cap starts to go back up and then they can cash in on their talents. Uh, it's probably what's going to happen. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes have signed forward uh, Seth Jarvis to a three-year ELC. Uh, Jarvis was the Hurricanes' first-round pick uh, for this year's draft, 13th overall in this uh, 2020 NHL draft uh, so congrats to him. Arizona Coyotes have signed forward Derek Broussard to a one-year, one-mil deal. Uh, very uh, low risk there. Uh, probably uh, taking the spot that uh, Carl uh, Soderberg had on the team as he uh, as uh, went off to the uh, Blackhawks. Um, Edmonton Oilers have re-signed defenseman Ethan Bear to a two-year, $4 million deal with an AAV of $2 million. Uh, on the subject of defensemen, um, here's the big one. Um, I know I also had another episode, I want to say it was either the last one I did or the one before that, where I was talking about captaincies. And um, one particular team was not on my list for vacancies, but is now on that list, and that would be the Boston Bruins. But if you're not keeping track with what I'm talking about right now, you'll be like, oh, what are you talking about? Oh, well, uh, Zidane Chara. he is no longer with the Boston Bruins. Although, yes, that was kind of implied because he wasn't under contract anymore. But, you know, nothing set in stone until he signs a new contract or he says he's retired. Right, right, right. Well, uh, he has signed a new contract, and it's not with the Boston Bruins. Um... That would be uh, Washington Capitals. Very interesting uh, that the Washington Capitals would sign uh, Zdeno Chara to a one-year deal, seven hundred ninety-five grand. So it's a little bit over uh, min- league minimum. So uh, he ain't in it for the the money uh, for sure. But uh, 
But also at the age of like 43, 44, or whatever he is, uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to be uh, pulling any kind of money. Uh, well, he's sending big money, um, to say the least. Uh, but hey, you know, he gets his chance. Uh, but also it came out that apparently Boston was going to give him a contract, but was basically telling him, hey, there might be times that we are going to uh, healthy scratch you. So, and I guess he didn't really take too kindly to that, and I guess maybe the Washington Capitals folks said otherwise. Um, even though it probably still happened, but, uh, but yeah, uh, he's a, a capital now, and uh, which goes to think that uh, unlike some teams, I would imagine that uh, they fill that captaincy spot real quick. Um, and I have no doubt in my mind that the Boston Bruins will be picking uh, Patrice Bergeron as their new captain. And if by some way, some way, they don't, then whoever makes that decision for the uh, Boston Bruins deserves to just go, just leave, the, just leave, because there's no one in that in that fran in that franchise in that team that deserves the captaincy more than Patrice Bergeron. Just saying. But also, once again, back on defenseman. Another guy that uh, I've been really uh, touting about who needs to be signed, especially with the word of Mike Hoffman and so on and so forth and being so close to camp. I'm like, oh, they should probably be signing this guy, right? Well, uh, Vince Dunn. I would uh, hope that they, you know, get the, as the pun, in, pun intended, get his deal done. But um, yeah, they they did it. They uh, got a one-year deal worth $1.875 million. Um, although it is interesting to add that per uh, Andy Strickland, um, number one, it is indeed very rare to see players signing one-year deals out of, you know, the first time that they're outside of their ELC, which Vince Dunn was, um, outside of, you know, qualifying offers, of course. Um, Vince Dunn and the Blues can agree on an extension uh, on March 12th or after the season uh, starts. Well, after the season's over. But, and these, the interesting thing for Dunn is that now, before, I guess with that, it confirms that he did not have arbitration rights uh, for this go-around, obviously, because he just came out of ELC. But, he will have arbitration rights this next go-around. So, it could go well for him, but also with the past couple times and why I always gravitate to the example left by Joel Edmonton Edmondson uh, when he was a blue uh, there's two times in a row they had to go to arbitration for uh, a deal with him 
And after that second time, yes, even and after the cup win, they uh, basically told him, hey, we're shipping you off to Carolina. Have a nice time. We're going to go get uh, Justin Falk instead. Which I do fear because I am, I, am I am a Dunn fan for sure. I also am aware that we have uh, some uh, really nice up-and-coming uh, prospects in our, for our decor as well. Pererico is going to be a, uh, a staple uh, on that blue line. Tory Krug's going to be a staple. Justin Falk with that money has to be one. Um, so you already have almost your top four right there. Uh, would we say Vince Dunn is a top four guy? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he can step up if you really need him to. Um, but... Um, he's more of that physical presence out there, obviously. Yes, yes, of course. Um, but I would like to see him stay. But if he has to go, he has to go. But um, I do sense that this right here is step one of two to uh, for him to leave the Blues in one way or another. But... Uh, Hopefully it doesn't come to that, but we'll see how it goes. But I'm just saying, because Joel Edmondson went kind of through the same thing. Um, and he didn't have COVID around for uh, his two times around. So hopefully that same deal doesn't happen to him. But I digress. And uh, yeah, before we get into news here, we'll uh, take a quick break and uh, we'll get back at it. All right, so diving in some news here. Um, that's not signing related, um, which I well this one story is kind of interesting, but everything else is still pertinent to either signings or like drama. So uh, with the everything else part, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins' co-owner uh, Ronald Burkle apparently uh, purchased Neverland Ranch. Uh, from Michael Jackson's estate for uh, $22 million. So, um, I know that doesn't really affect uh, NHL day-to-day, but uh, I just found that kind of interesting. Uh, he uh, bought Neverland Ranch, so uh, congrats to him. He uh, he owns it now. That's cool. Uh, but, switching, uh, but getting real, though, uh, to the NHL news here. Uh... Winnipeg Jets forward Jack Roselvik. Uh, and the Winnipeg... I find it interesting that the Winnipeg Jets, at least as of late, uh, with their guys that they draft, at least the Hyatt, highly renowned guys. I mean, he's not really, you know, he's not as highly renowned as like a Patrick Line, of course. But, at least for the past couple of uh, signings, they had drama with Kyle Connor. We had drama with Truba. Truba's gone now. Uh, we had drama with Lion A. Uh, we have. Yeah, I already said Lion A already. Uh, and uh, now we have drama with Roslovic because apparently he uh, is not attending training camp without a contract in place, which is within his rights. Um, and uh, his agent, Claude Lemieux, uh, told. Uh, the Winnipeg Free Press that Roslovic has requested a trade and will remain home in Columbus, which I would imagine that's Columbus, Ohio, of course, 
uh, at least it's the only Columbus I know of, uh, for the time being. So I don't know if that's him being like, hey, send me to my hometown team or just send me to another team because I don't want to be part of the Winnipeg Jets organization anymore. Um, but, uh, I mean, they are also, I went to go check Cap Friendly when I was looking up those, uh, those apparent deals that the New York Islanders made, and I saw that apparently, uh, the Winnipeg Jets are over the cap. How? I don't know. But then I looked at their, how their, um, money's spent, and, um... They still have, at least for their decor, especially, they don't really have anyone long-term. Other than Morsi and DeMello, they don't have anyone else, like, really long-term um, for their decor. But, you know, he's a forward, and they have a lot of guys on their forward core right now. I mean, they don't really need him. I mean, he's definitely a guy that you'd want to have, but um, I don't know. I mean... I mean, it could also be a ploy to just get a, a contract, you know, in play. Because I don't know, like, they hadn't really specified, like, if he's, you know, if they've been dragging feet on getting his deal done or what. But um, hopefully fig they figure it out. And then if not, no, worst comes to worst, they trade him or trade his, or trade his rights because he doesn't, he's an RFA. Or they just hold on to him for a year and just let him sit. I don't I mean, that'd be a bad play on their part. But, um, but yeah, um, yeah, Jack Rouselvik potentially looking for a trade, um, which now everything else after this is St. Louis Blues related. So if you don't give a shit about St. Louis Blues, I uh, bid you adieu and I'll catch you in the next one. But if you, uh, are interested in, uh, St. Louis Blues talk, then keep on, uh, keep it on. Um, cause St. Louis Blues forward Vladimir Tarasenko, the drama continues, or so we think that, or at least so what the media wants you to think that there's actual drama. Um, because yes, yes, he did express disappointment on not being picked the new captain of the Blues. Uh, instead it went to Ryan O'Reilly. Now, had, I'm glad I sat. I'm glad I sat on this topic because every newslet, news outlet, friggin' everywhere uh, that covers hockey was quick to do the first excerpt of what he said, whereas, which is when he said, of course, when you play for eight years at a club and have been an assistant, even though it's not an assistant, it's an alternate, uh, for a long time, which he has been, you count on it. So he was counting, he was basically banking on that, which there's no guarantees in life, except for death and taxes, of course, but, uh, I mean, you'd expect that. Uh, he also said that uh, him and Jaden Schwartz been uh, playing for the longest, being the longest tenured blue, which, uh, with the departure of Steen, and Petrangelo, yes, very valid, very valid point there. Uh, but that's all the excerpt that people were really putting out there. But when you read the whole thing, 
then it goes into, oh, yes, he's disappointed, however, comma, the team has made it their decision, and he sees no reason to discuss it, so he's done and over with. You know, he was disappointed about it, but he's done and over with it. All right. No drama. At least so it seems. All right. And he just has to accept it. He has to go accept accept it and uh, go out and play. Which he also goes on to mention that, you know, people, uh, he, he's very aware on how people will see him and his shoulder and how, you know, he's had a couple surgeries on it and how he just ha- doesn't have that that shot like he used to. And he goes on to say, basically paraphrasing, that uh, he's going to basically use that as a, is like fuel to basically prove him wrong, which I hope he does. And if he does, then that means that the St. Louis Blues, by golly, the Blues might be very dangerous this uh, this upcoming season. Um, although, yes, there's still question marks like, is Jordan Bennington going to bounce back from last year? Uh, or if uh, or how well Tory Krug will play? Uh, can Justin Falk, you know, pick up the slack left from uh, Petrangelo leaving? Uh, so on and so forth. But, um... Yeah, they look very uh, dangerous, and it could get more dangerous, folks. You think that, oh, how could they possibly get more dangerous? Well, I'll tell you, since Vince Dunn has been signed now, I can get on the hype train now, because Mike Hoffman, right? Because I was skeptical with the whole Mike Hoffman trade, because Mike Hoffman uh, signing for the PTOs, uh, because he has PTO signing. First off, apparently... Um, according to Andy Strickland, um, look for Mike Hoffman to uh, potentially get just a one-year deal with the Blues uh, to come in at around $4 million, which is solid, which also I would imagine that this could be like a deal uh, to basically uh, be like, listen, you know, I know what my rap sheet is, but this is what I can do for you. And um, kind of bolster his worth if he does well this year. Um, also, he goes on to mention that uh, you could also argue that he would have been a $6.5 million player if the pandemic wasn't around. Which, yeah, for sure, that's also pos- uh, that's probable. And also, I go on to say probably had the season continued on as per usual um uh, even though yes the panthers weren't doing too hot um he probably would have been picked up at the free agency at the open opening of free agency which uh, he obviously wasn't and also apparently the blues have been in contact with hoffman for several months now uh, which uh former blue uh, Mike Liute, uh, who's his agent, or, or at least an agent of his agency, uh, of his agent's agency, um, have a working relationship, outstanding working relationship, which led to this deal coming together. Um, so apparently Mike Hoffman to the Blues has a little bit more 
you know, something behind it than that, you know, it seems. Um, but it also apparently the PTO contract is just like a, hey, we can't really sign you yet because LTIR hasn't hit yet on some people. And um, so we want you on the team. So we got you to PTO to be part of the team. And we're just going to wait till the LTIR, you know, kicks in and then we can give you your money and see what we have. But, uh, but yeah, it seems that Mike Hoffman and the Blues seems to be a, a done deal. Uh, at least a sure deal for the most part. Um, which and I also saw that someone was mentioning, oh, just imagine Mike Hoffman and Vladimir Tarasenko on the same line. On a power play. That. And also knowing. How great. Tori Krug is. On the power play. Just. It just gets your. Your thoughts churning. On uh, how lethal this team. Could, could be. And can be. Um, now. With. That said, with, ter- with the whole uh, LTIR, and that Tarasenko is on LTIR again. Let's hope he doesn't rush back this time. Takes his time. If he misses the entire, if he misses the entire season, it's fine. We'll be okay. If he just takes the entire year and just chills out, all right. Just take his, take his. All the time in the world, all fifty-six games. Take all the time you need. Well, I I still am. I have faith in the team to make the playoffs without him. And then, if he just doesn't play the regular season, he's all good to go, feeling great. Team's a buzzing. And then you have a fresh Vladimir Tarasenko for playoffs, and then you can go on an absolute tear. And win yourselves another cup. Which would be great. And, uh, you know, that would, uh, that would be very swell. That's all, uh, that's all I know. But, um, but yeah, we only have 12 days? 12 days. Less than two weeks. Can you believe it? Less than two weeks. Of the regular till the regular season returns, and uh, I can not say enough how exciting this is, and um, also with the prospect of certain teams having, uh, you know, allowing fans in the stands, whatever capacity they may be, uh, definitely uh, piques my interest. And uh, from what I'm hearing, the uh, the Blues will have at some capacity. I don't know if it's just open for season ticket holders only, which also that could be a possibility that they only open that up to season ticket holders. I, regardless, with the Blues, or say if like whatever happens, like say like the Blues didn't have. Um, fans and stands, but like Vegas did, 
or uh, Colorado did, even though Colorado probably wouldn't because they're more liberal than St. Louis is. Um, I'm not going to get into politics here, but so like Vegas has, you know, people in the in the stands, or say like, um, well, I guess Vegas would be like the only one. <laughs> Um, for that example. But if they had fans in the stands, best you believe, I'll be going to Vegas for some games. Because um, I will, I will, this season, come hell or high water, I will go to a game and watch it. I will go. I am not, I have gone every year since 2014 to two thousand. 13, 14 season, I want to say, at least as far as I can remember, um, which is also around the time I actually started really paying attention to hockey. Also, being in the in the uh, military and whatever, I and being away from home for as long as I was, kind of used that as a a mechanism to keep me, you know, like close to home, but not really. But uh, I digress. I've gone to a Blues game. Or an NHL game in that matter. Every year since that year. And I intend to keep that streak alive. So you best believe. Even if it's not going to a Blues game. And I got to go to freaking Sunrise, Florida. Watch the Florida Panthers play someone. I don't care. I will. I'll do it. I don't care. And best believe it will happen. Come hell or high water. But with that said. That's been it. That's been the episode first of the year hope you all have a wonderful new year's hopefully you guys didn't get into uh too much trouble or not feeling too bad uh if you drank too much or whatever wish i could have but uh where i'm at they don't allow you to do that so uh it is what it is but i'll be catching up on the on that whole thing uh once i get back but uh that's a story for another time but anyway uh don't forget to uh Rate and subscribe on your favorite podcasting service. Uh, and as uh, those that are like wondering, oh, wish you guys were on Amazon Music. Well, we are now. Uh, we're on Amazon Music as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, so on and so forth. Uh, I once again thank Anchor, our proud sponsor of this podcast and uh, the reason why we're on so many podcasting services. Um, if you haven't checked them out, make sure to check them out as well. Um, And I'll catch you all in the next one. Thank you very much.